Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. you have your Bibles open with me, we're going to begin a series in is prayer of the heart. And so we're going to begin a series, three-part series, prayer of the heart. And for me, prayer of the heart is getting some things out of my heart, but at the same time, receiving things into my heart from God. Now, when we begin to think about the word prayer, a lot of people really think, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't know what to say. And God not only commands us to pray, but really to pray from our heart. They may say, uh, I don't feel like praying. I want you to know this. One of the major reasons I believe that we pray more from our mind, our intellect, with many words and big words and long sentences is because in our heart are things, Jesus said, out of the heart, sometimes could come anger, unforgiveness, communication that's not right. But we also invite Jesus into our, our hearts. And I've been learning something. I don't think God is impressed with our many words and our big words. When we come to God, if you try to elevate your vocabulary, usually it's because we're trying to impress someone. Can I say, none of us can impress God. God, the way we come to God is through the heart because of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? And we really do believe that. They may say, uh, I will tell you this, usually when I'm praying many words, it's because I'm trying to shield something that may be in my heart. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Prayer of the heart, not prayer of the mind, not prayer of intelligence, not prayer of emotion, but prayer of the heart. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Romans chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse 1. And when you begin to think about the word heart in the Greek, it is cardia, and it means the center of all physical and spiritual energy. So cardia is the center of our being. It's what we orient our lives around. And so cardia, literally, it's where your heart is where you ponder, you feel, you imagine. Many things happen in our heart, but rarely is prayer found in the heart. Usually it's stays in the mind, and that makes prayer very ineffectual. And I want my prayers to make a difference. Everyone say receive, receive. say give. Yeah. And so let's read Romans 10, 1, and I love what Paul says. He says, my heart's desire and prayer to God is that Israel would be saved. I want to just take that first part of that verse. Paul says this, my heart's desire and prayer to God. Did you get that? In just that phrase, I wanna just camp out on that. This is very key for a powerful prayer life and it deals with prayers of the heart. Paul says, my heart's desire and prayer to God. And we have to have desire in our prayers. James says this, go with me to James chapter five. And let's look at verse 16. 
And James says the effectual, fervent, and that word fervent, uh, in the Amplified, they said the heartfelt, the passionate. I really believe our prayers will not be effective unless they are from the heart. It says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, I will tell you one of the one reasons, top reasons, I sometimes pray from my mind. And if you've been in the church and a believer, we kind of know how to pray. I used to love it when I would bring the boys to school. I would, uh, we would start off with prayer. And I said, Jude, you're the oldest lead off. And he, he'd go, God, thank you for this day. It's good. And that was it. And I said, Jude, can you give us a little bit more? You know, I'd ask John and say, John, can you pray? He'd just go, oh, Jesus is good. He'd just kind of follow uh, Jude. Now, Jake was totally different. He, he'd go, God, today we come. I stand in the gap for my school and all the lost world, Lord. And it's like, who is this boy? And you could tell in one sense that, in, so after he would pray, I'll get to the one sense. I go, no, boys, Jude and John, no, that's how you pray. But really, I don't know if Jake was praying from the heart. He probably heard me praying such terms. I don't even if he knew or realized uh, standing in the gap. But I want you to know the number one reason I usually pray mimicking or using my mind and not my heart because when we settle into the prayers of the heart, things in our heart are revealed. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. It could be anger. It could be uh, impurity. It could be unfaithfulness. It could be lying, cursing. And so I am going to show you a way to change your life forever, and it's through prayers of the heart. Let's again read the effective fervent. It's right there in James 5.16. The effective, I memorized it, sorry. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man. One version says this makes tremendous power available. Well, where do we need that power? In our hearts. And again, the heart is the center of all physical and spiritual energy. That's why Proverbs chapter 4 says, above all else, guard your what? Your heart. It didn't say guard your mind. It didn't say protect your body. It says guard your heart. Why? Because from it flows, get this, all the issues of our life. And so prayer of the heart deals with all the issues of our lives. Can you say amen? And so you will find when we begin to pray from the heart, two things begin to happen. Number one, you get into the interior of who you really are. And I still, I can't believe it. Um, the other day when Becky and I were flying back from Europe, and on the plane, uh, as we got off in Barcelona, uh, this man was really rude. And um, I was wanting to be rude right back at him. And, and so we were at dinner, and I says, uh, being a pastor, sometimes I have to watch my mouth. And we started laughing. She said, you, you know, before you're a pastor, before you're a believer, you're a human being. And if Jesus Christ is in your heart, then he has the ability to change your heart. And I believe one of the main reasons sometimes my heart remains the same because I pray more from my mind and in my intelligence than having prayer come from my heart. These are three characteristics of prayer from the heart. And we're going to deal with this in the next three weeks. Number one, it's prayer that is short 
and simple. We're going to deal with that. It's prayer that is short and simple. Billy Graham says anyone who prays long over their food has sin in their life. (laughs) I am convinced the longer we pray or we're trying to make ourselves righteous and you could pray from now to eternity and it will not have the power to make you righteous it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person and we're not righteous in and of ourselves it's that jesus christ has come into our hearts and with the heart one believes unto righteousness and because of that prayer that is short and simple say that with me prayer that is short and simple I want you to write this phrase down and I say this quick answers to short prayers for the faithful did you get it quick answers short prayers for faithful people who pray from the heart or faithful servants I'm gonna say it again quick answers to short prayers for faithful servants or people. Characteristics of prayer of the heart, number one, prayer that is short and simple. Number two, we're gonna deal with this in the next part of this series. Prayer that is unceasing, write that down. Prayer that is unceasing. I'm gonna say it again, prayer that is unceasing. How many of you wanna know the will of God for your life? How many of you can say, man, I want to get married. I need to know who she is. I need to know who he is. Should I move to Texas? Please don't. They have mosquitoes. Uh, Should I move to Florida? Ooh. Uh, No, we're called to California. How can you know the will of God? The Bible says in Thessalonians 5, pray without ceasing, give thanks, and it says this is the will of God. So prayer that is unceasing. Now get this. For prayer, for us to pray all the time, then we can't pray long in, uh, in big words or we're, we're never going to be able to work. So prayer that is unceasing. Now, Brother Iverson, who is now with the Lord, he said this. He said, rarely did I pray an hour a day. He said, however, there wasn't an hour in my day that I didn't pray. You should write that down. Now, can I say, though, there is uh, power in praying an hour. Dr. Cho said this. He says, when a man or a woman prays one hour a day in one year, their life will be very supernatural. I was with uh, one of the priests who teaches in the Vatican Seminary in Rome. We were having lunch, and I was just telling him about our lives, how I met Becky. And he looked at me and goes, your life is, you're a marvel. And I go, what, like Batman or something? And he said, how did this, all these things happen? I said, you know, I think it's prayer. Because prayer from the heart will elevate your intelligence. I don't believe I am the smartest person in this room. However, prayer from the heart elevates you to the smartest being in the entire universe. And that is God through his son, Jesus Christ, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So prayer of the heart number one write it down is short and simple number two prayer of the heart is prayer that is unceasing then number three prayer of the heart is not only short and simple prayer of the heart is prayer that is unceasing and it's prayer that prays about everything put that down it's prayer that prays about everything i'm gonna say it again prayer of the heart prays about everything it's my philosophy usually 
If people do not pray about everything, they probably don't pray about anything. I'll never forget, I was coming back from Medellin, Colombia. I was speaking at a youth conference. And from Bogota to Miami, they had a young woman who was sitting next to me on the plane. And, and I said, what faith are you? She says, Catholic. I said, do you pray? We're talking about prayer and God. She goes, yeah. She says, sometimes I'll pray the rosary or the Hail Mary or the Our Father. I said, uh, do you have any needs in your life? She goes, I really need a car. And I said, have you ever prayed and asked God to help you get a car? She goes, no, why would, no, get this. This is the mind, this isn't the heart. You've gotta get this. She goes, no, they have too many uh, starving and poor people hurting in the world. Why would I put my needs of a car before that? And I said, sweetheart, usually if we can't pray for a car or God to meet our needs, how can we pray for God to meet the needs of the entire world? I said, are you close to your mother? She said, yes. I said, do you speak often? She says, every day. I said, if your mother had it within her means to buy you a car, would you ask? She said, absolutely. I said, how much more the God of the universe, he loves you and we can ask because prayer from the heart, ask and praise about everything. My wife prays, I kid you not, for parking spots. And it works. I never prayed for a parking spot until I had to drive around the parking structure near Main Street 50 times. She said, why don't you uh, give it a try, man of God, just pray for a parking spot. I kid you not. I said, Lord, I, all I said was, help. Right when I said that, someone pulled out right in front of me and go, thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Are you with me on that? Prayer that prays about everything. Are you with me? Say prayer of the heart. And I really do believe this. I want you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 64. And I want to give you some examples of prayers in the Bible that are short and simple. Prayers in the Bible that are short and simple. Prayers in the Bible that are short and simple. You know what? Before you go to Isaiah 64, use your Bible ribbon or your thumb. Go to uh, Luke 18.1. I want to get this because we're dealing with prayers of the heart. And this is one of our theme scriptures, Luke 18.1. I love it. And in my Bible, in purple, I have this. Prayer puts heart into your ministry. Not to pray is to mean your job, your ministry, your life will only be mechanical. I want to put heart in all that I do that God would receive glory. I love what Jesus says. In Luke 18, it says this, he gave them a parable saying, a parable is a story. Get it, that men ought always pray and not lose heart. Did you get that? Men and women should always pray, that's praying without ceasing, and not lose heart heart. I say prayer puts heart into my marriage, into my life, into all that I do, but it's prayer from the heart. Now, I want you to go to Isaiah 64. I want to begin to give you a few people in the Bible that prayed short and simple prayers. The longest chapter in the book of Genesis is when Abraham is commissioned his unnamed servant. We don't know this man's name. 
to go and find a bride for his son Isaac. And so he sends him uh, uh, along his way and journey with his well to go represent him. And the unnamed servant is by a well. Now get this. He prays, and it wasn't that uh, long for prayer. He said, God of my master Abraham, when the women come out of the land to water their camels, let the one you have chosen for my master's son Isaac offer to water, give me water in the camels. Now get this, get this. Before he finished speaking, this is in Genesis. Before he finished speaking, this is in Genesis. Before he finished speaking, there was the answer to his prayer. And that shows you that there is a great power in short and simple prayers. And why? Because it comes from the heart. When we pray with our intelligence only and make it long and laborious, we're probably trying to get God's approval. But through Jesus Christ, you and I already have God's approval. And so the answer was there. So in my Bible, in that part of Genesis, I put this down. Quick answers to short prayers for faithful servants. And what are we faithful? To pray from our heart, simple and short, unceasing, and to pray about everything. Because when you and I pray about everything, we're bringing God into every part of our lives, and that's how he receives glory. Are you with me on that? And so go to Isaiah 66, I mean 64, and we're 65, good Lord, Pastor G. 61, 62, no, it's 65, verse 24, and I love this verse, and it says, it shall come to pass that before they call, did you get that? Before you and I call, I will answer. Did you hear that? I will answer, and when they are still speaking, I will hear. I want to read that again. That's powerful. It says, before they call, I will answer, and while they're still speaking, I will hear. And that is short and simple praying. Another one, so what did he do? It says, while he was still speaking, the answer came. And can I say right now, when it comes to your life and my life, I'll tell you what I've been doing when we, I was in Italy. I began to you. I tried this out before I'm ministering it to you. I would try one word, prayers. And so in the uh, Catholic tradition, they have what is called morning prayer, and they call that lauds. And that's where we get our word applause. So in the morning, the Catholic traditions, if you pray, pray the liturgy of the hours, it, it starts off in the morning, they will pray Psalms 46, 47, I mean 146, 147, 148, 149, 150. Why? Because let everything that has breath do what? praise the Lord. Now, I struggle praising the Lord when something difficult comes in my life. You hear what I'm saying? Like, for example, when Becky started chemo, words have the power to destroy us, 
to intimidate us, but they also have power to connect us to heaven, to the interior of the soul of God, where we could receive something from the Lord. So when Becky started chemo years ago, we were both so terrified just to hear the word cancer puts a fear in your mind. And I'll never forget, she was sitting down, she was still me. She was trembling. She was trembling. I couldn't pray long prayers. I couldn't pray Psalm 23 at that point. Couldn't pray the Lord's Prayer. All I could do, I put my head, literally put my head on her forehead. And you say, what did you say? The greatest name I know. Jesus. Jesus. My head's on her forehead. Jesus. 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 Tears are dropping on her, Jesus. And something happened about 15 minutes into it. That one word, that name that's above every name, that name that is a strong tower in the righteous run to it and they are safe. That name in whom we trust, it is honey on my lips. And it's something about using one word to bring heaven into your heart but to get some hell out of your heart i have heaven and hell in my heart if you don't believe it drive with me in my car i'm gonna be singing with sabrina pour it out then if someone cuts me off something else can come out and you say well pastor jude you have a potty mouth no i have a potty heart you understand what I mean? And that's why I get comfortable. I sometimes prefer praying Pentecostal, Catholic, or Baptist prayers that I already know because you could pray them from up here and not right here. And it's right here that my heart needs to be changed. I need a Genesis week. Are you with me? But it has to be short. It has to be simple. Now, the Catholic tradition in the morning, that it's laws. So you know what I've been doing since Italy? I've been praising the Lord. When I get up, right when my foot hits the floor, I go get the cup of coffee. I just simply say, praise you, praise you, praise you. I have breath, I'll praise you. I have life, I will praise you. I have a life, I will praise you. Now, you know what evening they call in the Catholic tradition? Evening, they call it Vespers. And Vespers is where they give thanks. And so I tried it in Italy. I started my morning just saying praise, 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 praise. Then in the evening, thank you. Thank you for Becky. Thank you for the boys. Thank you for Michael and Gabrielle. Thank you for the church. Thank you for City Christian. Thank you, God, for Katie. Can I tell you, it's really, really hard to stay depressed down in a dark spot when you're giving thanks. Can I say, have you ever met someone who's not grateful? One of the greatest things we should teach our children is that word, thanks. Give them a candy, thanks. Give them something, maybe not a candy, uh, something else. Well, I gave my kid, grandkids candy because I got to send them back. Thanks, Jake. You know, everyone say thanks. Okay, let's do some people one word prayers. The unnamed servant, another one. How about blind Bartimaeus? Jesus is walking by, and blind Bartimaeus is screaming, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Did you get it? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what? Jesus stopped. 
If you feel God has passed you by when you're screaming, it could be the shouts coming from your own mind instead of your heart. But when the heart shouts, God stops. I'm not saying scream. If you want to scream, go to a concert. I'm talking about the shout that will stop God in his track. And blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, you know what some theologians think? Why did he just say, why didn't he just say, Jesus, have mercy on me? Why did he say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me? Because in Psalms 51, David wrote that psalm after he committed murder. He had Uriah the Hittite murdered, and he committed adultery with Bathsheba. And guess how David starts off the prayer? David doesn't say, well, Lord, I'm the king. Lord, you're the one who promised me. Lord, you know, I I killed a bear. I killed a lion. I killed the light. You know what he says? Lord, according to your loving kindness, Lord, according to your mercy, blot out my transgression. My sin is ever before me. Verse 10, created me a clean heart. You know what they were saying when blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, son of David, he was saying the same God who created purity out of that which was not pure. Give me sight where I have no sight. Create something out of nothing. You know, I love praying from the heart because it gives us the power to help create things in our lives with God unto the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, I'll tell you, when I started praying blind Barnabas' prayer, you drive a Fiat in Italy. And you go around that roundabout for the fifth time. You have some Italian driver in a truck come playing chicken with you on a little skinny road. And you say, we, we, one, literally uh, several times back, we pulled over. I just shut my eyes. I thought, I think we're going to get ready. It's like, Jesus, mercy. Are you with me on that? Are you with me on that? Quick answers to short prayers. Maybe we're not getting quick answers because we're trying to impress God with our intelligence and our theology. Are you with me on that? Years ago, Pastor Wendell, he had a blue Buick. And it was in the, it was getting service. He said, Jude, can you drive me to get my car. And I said, sure. And I just got in a green jet, a brand new car. It had snowed the day before, but it's now rainy. They had salt and sand on the I-5 I- interstate. I'm driving and I'm not the best driver. And I think heaven will reveal these short prayers because she's like, oh God, give me mercy. And so I'm in the left lane. He goes, dude, you need to exit now. And so I didn't even look. I go all the way to the right. I didn't realize traffic was stopped. And I throw on the brakes, the wheels lock because there's snow, sand, and rain, and I'm going to hit the car. And so I just, you say, what did you do? I am so glad I didn't curse in front of pastor. <laughs> I could. I could, because that's in my heart. I, you know, I'm not, you, and that's one of the reasons we don't pray, because we don't feel worthy. We pray when we had a good day, and we think our righteousness comes from ourselves. But if you pray, even when you've done something bad, I promise you, you'll pray from the heart and you will receive what you need. So I kid you not, I shut my eyes, I slammed on the brakes and we're hydroplaning, I'm hitting the car. All that came out of my mouth, I go, Jesus! I'm waiting for the crash. But then I hear Pastor Wendell laughing. I look, I go, what are you laughing about? He said, Jude, that was the shortest prayer, but the quickest answer. God had to send a skinny angel right between your car and then say, no, not today. And I kid you not, 
I didn't get in a wreck. Hey, <laughs> short and simple people. Because when you don't have time, I didn't have time to go, uh, Hail Mary, full of grace. No, no, no. Jesus was enough. Are you with me on that? Are you with me? Short and simple because it comes from the heart. Another one. How about this? How about the woman with the issue? Do you know anyone with an issue? And she had, hey, 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 I have struggled with the same thing for more than 12 years. You said, when you and Pastor Becky, before you went to Italy and you would argue, you say you argue, did you guys really argue? Yeah. And you know what God revealed to me in Italy? And this is why I believe we don't like praying from the heart. I started my day, praise, but God says, I want you to thank me for your wife every day. And I want you to pick one thing you're thankful for. And I'm not joking, we were coming back on a train from Rome, Capri, Naples, well, boat to Naples, Naples, Rome, Rome, Florence. And something left my mind, my body, and my heart. And I'm very embarrassed to tell you what it was unforgiveness unforgiveness I'd let things build up in my heart and I was keeping a record of wrong and the problem when I keep accounting scores on anyone then that means that's how I believe God will deal with me and when we were on that train I was just thanking God for Becky and he told me today you're going to begin to show yourself self-compassion. And I was trying to fight that bitterness, putting it down, putting it down, almost like a beach volleyball that you hold under the water. And it keeps coming up and put it down. Stop doing that. The next time something evil arises in your heart, in the place of prayer, give it to God. Give it to God. You said, well, how do you do that? Mercy, God. Mercy, God. Mercy, God. Mercy. Lord, come into this area. God knows. You know, I've tried to pray as if God didn't know my real heart. <laughs> Have you ever, you, you know, your children, when they got their laptop or iPad, if I walked into the boy's room and let's say they had an iPhone and they do like this, it's like, show me your phone right now. Go to history. I want to see it. Why are you deleting? You understand? Can I say, if you're not guilty, you're not going to react. But I want to stand before you. I'm guilty. But Jesus Christ paid for all of my sin. And so instead of trying to push that sin out of me, I can't. I invite God to come into that area of my heart. And the prayer of the heart reveals not only who God is, you will get into the interior soul of God through prayers of the heart. However, it will show you who you really are. And I thought I was the mighty pastor Jude until I calmed my heart and I saw unforgiveness was there. And you can ask my wife, our relationship turned at that moment. And how many times did Jude and Becky Go to counseling. And the five languages of love, gifts, words, time, service, attention. 
love and respect. Good Lord, we read more books on marriage and we went to more counseling. But you know why maybe it wasn't effectual? Because maybe we prayed from the mind the same thing over and over and over again instead of going to the heart and let God reveal what was in my heart. Yes, Jesus is there, but I had sin in my heart. And it it takes a man or a woman to admit that. Are you with me? And can I say, I did feel unworthy. And I believe that's the number one reason we probably don't pray from the heart because we don't feel worthy. But you know what I'm learning? when I was in Italy, Jimmy Lee, every time I felt unworthy, guess what I shouted? One word, worthy, you're worthy. Worthy is the lamb to take the seal who was slain. Come on, I'm not worthy, but you're worthy. I'm not worthy, but you're worthy. And something happened about the hundredth time I was saying worthy is the lamb. That unworthiness broke off of me and I felt the glory of Jesus Christ in my mind, my body, my spirit, my heart. Are you with me on that? And so listen, the woman with the issue, we got the unnamed servant. You have blind Bartimaeus, have mercy on me. The woman with the issue said this, if I can only touch, 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 I will be healed. And all of a sudden she touched that heart prayer, released faith, and she received a miracle. Quick answers to short prayers for faithful people. Now I wanna address something. In our church, they have some people who come from a Catholic background, some people from a Baptist background. You're going to be shocked at this. We have some Pentecostals in this church. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard of this thing, speaking or praying in tongues. I have seen some of my Pentecostal friends who speak in tongues when they pray. They'll be going, bah, 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 bah. I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm just making yabba dabba do noises. I do speak in tongues though, and mostly private. This has happened to me and some of my friends. Yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do. I have been praying in tongues and got mad while I'm praying in tongues. <laughs> Am I the only one? I've seen people praying in tongues and they start gritting their teeth. And all of a sudden they react. Why? Because when you speak in tongues, Corinthians says it's your spirit that speaks. The human heart is where good and not good dwell. And I have learned instead of maybe mindlessly doing that, Pray a short prayer. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Revive, help. I'll tell you the greatest, most powerful prayer, help. Help, help. I believe God heard the prayer of Becky Knight's heart. And by the grace of God, he flung us into Italy. Friends place, used complimentary. And you said it was a prayer of the heart. And he flung us there to show me because you could get so, so busy, you don't know what's in your heart. And I believe we could have had this breakthrough without Italy if we were just praying from the heart. Are you with me on that? I'm going to invite the band. I want to give you another one. And this is where we're going to end today is the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross. He said, Lord, remember me. 
That's it. Let's count the words. Lord, remember me. Did you hear that? Lord, remember me. And you know what Jesus said? Quick answer to a short prayer because it came from the heart. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Write this down, Romans 10.10. Romans 10.10. With the heart, one believes unto righteousness. Romans 10.9 says, with the heart, one believes, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Isn't it something? He didn't say believe in your mind. He didn't say believe in your emotions. He didn't say believe with your intelligence. He said believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Heart prayer brings about salvation in our mind, in our lives, in our soul, in our spirit. And one of the reasons I believe we don't pray from the heart and keep it short and simple is because we get uncomfortable when things are revealed in our heart. But I am learning that God wants this childlike approach to him. Uh, last Sunday, I love the kids of our church and really, I love giving them toys. I ransack city kids' toy chests every Sunday. Last Sunday, two boys, I think they're like first grade and the other one's maybe three or something. The little one came, he goes, I haven't seen you. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. It made me want to give him every toy that was on that shelf. I used to love it when my kids were little. I'd ask Jake or Jude, hey, where's Jesus live? They'd go, in my heart, in my heart. That's how God responds. We get uncomfortable because there are great things in our heart, but there are sinful things in our heart. And it's in that interior, I begin to see my true self. And it's in that moment, I call out, yes, I'm already saved, but my heart is being saved again. It's like God saved me from me in this moment. Someone told me after prayer on Thursday in their life, in their home, they want to make room for mistakes. I used to be a control freak. I think I still am, sorry. And I had very little margins for mistakes. Why? Because I was hardest on myself. I was hardest on myself. And I was trying to approach God, dotting every I, crossing every T, and that doesn't work. I want prayer of the heart because that's where we ascend into the very interior of heaven, the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God for the glory of God. Amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com and click give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.